Hey, Chad. Hey. I wasn't talking to anybody. It's Sean's on here. Oh, I'm talking to you. There's, don't have him on the computer. Oh, so you got off? I thought I heard you talking. No, you can get jump back on. Put your headphones on. That's chaos. I don't know how you guys managed to both be on at 6.30 with five kids. Oh, well, we already ate dinner, so we're good. It's video game time. Video game okay. after video games after dinner. Paul just asks all day, can we play video games after dinner? <laughs> He's a true kid. Oh yeah, I forgot about. How do you do special backgrounds? You click on the little arrow next to your video icon and choose virtual background on the menu that pops up and you can like load new pictures. <clears throat> Ooh. I just do it because I'm in my basement and I don't want people at work saying my basement. <laughs> That's not gonna work. Not nice. <laughs> that looks horrible, Chad. Trippy. That's fun. Yeah, I need a solid color behind me, I guess. We should have a theme for backgrounds every time. Ooh, what would be today's theme? To surprise and delight people. Um, your Birds favorite face that um, Matthew Broderick, make, Bro Broderick makes. I would have Matthew Broderick sliding out of a dirty hole and falling into a sewer with his open mouth. Ugh, so gross. <laughs> By the way, that reminded me of a video I saw that I'll show you guys if you want. <laughs> a raccoon gross. trapped under a sidewalk. <laughs> oh, what's Carrie's? Godzilla. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that's right. Because your kids love Godzilla. <laughs> he has it already prepared for when he had to do um, speech therapy online. Has everybody been watching the new season of The Great British Bake Off? There's new episodes every week. I'm all caught up. Who's your favorite? Uh, Jurgen, of course. Jurgen. Jurgen's He's the so best. Great. He's so I love good. Him so much. I love Jurgen. And I like that sassy teen, the 19 year old girl. Freya? Freya, yeah. Uh, she's too much, but I like her accent. Yeah, her accent's fun. I kind of hate her, actually. Who's the other? Lizzie? I, also I don't know. Hate I like her. Giuseppe and Jurgen. They're my yeah, favorite. I think they're the best, but the best accents are Freya and Lizzie, but I hate them the most. But I, I think that I think the Indian lady's going to make it to the finals with Jurgen and... The Indian lady? I don't even remember her. Yeah, she's got like a posh British accent and she's Indian. Oh, yeah. Is Rachel going to join Chad? Yeah, she joined and then no one was there. So she got, she left <laughs> and now oh. she's going to jump back on. We were on time. I know, right? And the old lady's going to go home next, I think. Oh, good news, Mayor. Um, I locked in a rate for my 15-year refinance, 2.0. Ooh, that's even what? better than mine. Holy shit. Yesterday it was 2.125 or something like that. And it went down today. 
Nice. That's I locked it was. in. That's awesome. 2.125. So I'm going to race you, Mayor. We're going to race to see who can pay off their houses fastest. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you got a head start. I'm going to have 15 years. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to wait the full 15 either. So there's that. Well, I'm just saying you, you're already, when did you get your rate in or when did you refinance? The beginning of this year. Oh, okay. That is quite the background to get there. It's not showing oh, yeah. the whole thing, you guys. It's supposed to be a German language poster for a lady hawk called <laughs> Der Tag des Falken. <laughs> wow. Can't even see it. Useless. Evidently, I need to yell at Will. Yeah, yell at him. And I didn't hear from uh, Anthony. So I bet he was like laying low just so we wouldn't have to postpone for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet you're right. Yeah. That's a good one. So when I Google Great British Bake Off 2021, the top question under the people also ask section is, what disease does Mary Berry have? Does Mary Berry have a disease? She's not even on this season. No, the response is about how she had polio at age 13, which obviously is tragic, but it made me think she's currently dying, which she is not. I miss Mary Berry. I know. But I like Matt Lucas. He's great. I'm going to dress up as him for Halloween and shave my eyebrows and beard. Gain 40 pounds. I'm already there. (laughs) I gained 20 pounds. What do you got going on, Mayor? Is that a tent in your background? Yeah, it's one of those uh, pop-up tents. Hunter Mm -hmm. loves it. All right, I'm going to call him. He said he was going to do it. So give me a second. Call him on speaker. Oh, he put himself on mute. Mayor. Ridiculous. Oh, no. And then Rachel's quilting. Rachel, show us your quilt. How do I turn around? I think you just have to turn your camera. There you yeah. go. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Beautiful. That is beautiful. Thank you. I'm that just trying to make nice. the white edges of those mm-hmm. right now. That's okay. hard matching those like, the curves together when you go to sew it together. Yeah. Oh, is. my gosh. I hate curves. <laughs> I it's going to look beautiful when you're done. Yeah, that's thank you. It's fun. It was two patterns I had to put together because one of them 
The other one was Dresden plates in the center, and I didn't want to do that. It's a lot. So you're a quilter too, Jessica? Um, yes, but I'm really good at starting projects, as Carrie will tell you, and very bad at finishing them. Me too. I have pieces right here for a quilt that Carrie and I started a very long time ago and which I'm supposed to be working on but have not. <laughs> That's about how far I am. I've got well I have some of them sewn together I think but not all of them so I'm not much further than you are. Not thinking of I just looked up the Dresden plate. That looks ridiculous. That's what you're making? They're beautiful. No the Dresden plate is was the original pattern to go in those where the um oh the curved the curved pieces were yeah mm -hmm. and I decided oh, okay. not to do those um I'm confused why is there curves in a quilt that doesn't make any sense don't question <laughs> I've I, I've tried to figure out how to sew a curve and I don't even want to think about it what does that mean <laughs> like I don't want it like so... I don't get it. Um, you don't get why it's hard or how you do it. Well, quilts are a bunch of squares. That's... They're not, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> Since when? Quilt talk. Since forever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean... It's a bunch of squares made out of other things. So those squares oh, have curves in them. Okay. Like, I, here's an yeah, example. Like, like that we, one's not I the just right needed color, Sean but... to explain it to me. Thank you, <laughs> That was a mansplain. Mansplain uh, quilt talk. It's Me and Jason are going to start shapes. a quilting podcast. This is episode one. I'm all in. Did Will not answer? Uh, he didn't. Uh, so I called his wife. She answered. And he's he was in the background saying uh, that his wife, that Michelle made him uh, put Hunter, or put, wow, why can't I talk? Uh, her, his kid to bed. So they're coming. He's coming hopefully soon. Oh, well, I don't think we ever answered the question of if Karen liked last week's movie. Uh, no, she hated it. Oh. And by last month's movie, what was it? A Room with a View? Yeah. Well, yeah she totally hated it. My favorite is... Karen hated it? Oh, that's fun. Oh, my favorite is it was like an all guys podcast or movie club for a year. And we we're just going regular movies. And the moment we invite ladies on, we get Jason watching <laughs> sex scenes on Cinema Paradiso extended director's cut and true. then full male nudity. <laughs> like, for reals, like what the around. heck is going on? We're going to expand your horizons. And that really problematic, um, what was the first one? Why were your parents okay with this? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, just, my I parents was, probably didn't know Jason I was trying to decide what movie to pick and one of them was not rated because it's foreign and I thought is that going to be okay nope it has full frontal male nudity and Jason won't allow that again so. <laughs> I've had my bill right he'll allow it if Rachel we, picks it but if John if picks pick, it we could, uh, we could watch Amelie right <laughs> that's got some stuff that's got oh, some nudity in there <laughs> Great movie, though. It is it's one of those movies that's rated R because it's French, not because it's bad. We had some weird ones before the girls were invited, let's be honest. Yeah, don't uh, blame those Not well, inappropriate weird ones, but weird ones. 
What was the weirdest one? Uh, it was uh, the, the one about the writer. It wasn't Bright weird. Star? It was just like not normal movies. It was just a boring, <laughs> boring Bright movie. Uh, yeah, Bright Star was so fun. <laughs> I guess send the link back to Will or something, Mayor. Is he? I just copied it into the chat. It's right there. It's oh right gosh. above. <laughs> it's right above it. <laughs> he deleting his texts or what? Yeah, he's not a Maybe part of the group anymore. On the computer, yeah. is he on the movie club? Is he on Facebook? Yeah, is he in part of the group? Can we? Can we? Uh, when he jumps on, can we make fun of him for that? Here we go. I don't know if he's on part of the group. He's in the text. Well, he's in the. I'm talking about the Facebook group. The text is Will. Hey! <laughs> yeah, you made it. Hey, Did well. you not see the text right above the text? <laughs> no, I don't have one. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's not there. <laughs> it's it's right above. I'm not seeing the link. I, it's not there. I'm serious. <laughs> then how did you get here? Uh, oh, he sent me. Did someone send it to me? It went that fast. I didn't realize it went that fast. Uh, your internet sucks. Yeah, well, get connected. Uh, Are you guys going to try to call Anthony or just assume he's not coming? Oh, uh, just assume. Oh, okay. He's part of the, he's on the text group and he's responsive. Hey, Anthony, if you listen, we miss you. Did anybody listen but, to me? But not enough, to, uh, not enough to... <laughs> Did anybody listen to me, Sean, Andrew's Weezer podcast featuring Jason for 30 seconds? (laughs) That was the best part. Not even I listened to that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Will, you got, are you connected? Can we hear you? He gone. Maybe I'll go upstairs so you can hear me. Okay. Is it cold in Utah? Yeah. Are you doing anything elaborate this Halloween, Will? I sure am. He sure did. Oh, what'd you do? I uh, had a party two nights ago. Did you make any like crazy... uh, Stranger Things statues. Uh, I made a uh, an axolotl Godzilla. What? Yeah, my children would freak out about that. Yes, they, they would. would love that. It was pretty amazing, right, Jason? Yes. Is there photo evidence or anything? Yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, here, I'll um, I'll post a link. No, share your screen and. So the pictures. Are yeah, go. Oh, no, you're on your phone. Dang it. Um. Well, I'm on my phone. Yeah. Give me one second. Was it a work party or was it just uh, friends? Uh, it was mostly people from Evermore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were they? It was a costume. So were you a pirate? Yeah, I'm always a pirate. Jason, did you dress up? Nope. No, Jason never dresses up. Ugh. Boo. Did Karen Blame. dress up? Just me. 
did Hunter dress up? Just me. And it's in just me. I'm the only one that went. Okay, the, got it. To the party that was only meant for adults. Oh, fun. No kids invited, huh? Yep. You doing any crazy things for Halloween at Evermore, Will? Um, I mean, the whole season is just Halloween related. So, yeah, I guess nothing crazy. Okay, can you see that? Yeah. Um, let's see, Pinata. <laughs> oh, do I not have one of the pinata? Oh, yeah, there's a picture of the pinata. Do you want? Do you, should I just share my screen so everybody can look at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do, you that. do that. That's crazy. All right. Oh, what? Show me the picture. There we go. There's the axolotl pinata. What? It's uh, 12 feet tall. (laughs) What what did you fill the pinata with? What did you fill a 12 foot tall pinata with? (laughs) Balloons. Lots of balloons. Each one. Are you a glass blower? It's incredible. No, I'm not a glass blower. Hey, Will, where was this? That was in the front room. I didn't notice those guys. Somebody dressed up as Will. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's the pinata being destroyed. Wait, I didn't share audio. Wow, wow, wow. Did you accidentally turn on an episode of the I like how it's all red. Yep. So was Jason the only one without a costume? Yeah. (laughs) Nope. I think a few more people. But at least he showed up. Thanks for showing up for five minutes, Jason. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime, Will. Anytime. Oh, wow. The end. Love it. It's massive. It's amazing. So you filled it with red balloons and it's all wrapped in like bubble wrap? Yeah, bubble wrap, tissue paper with liquid starch. Um, I used Plex pipe for the ribs. It's fun. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Movie time. Anybody else have any other tangents to go on? Uh, I do. What's up? Boom. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yay! Yay. Yay. <laughs> Look at that! You know what you're having yet? Uh, no, we'll know in two weeks. That's so exciting! Aww. So she's what, eighteen weeks then? Yep. That's amazing. Did you know when I was there in on Labor Day? Um, 
Yeah. Well, when was Labor Day? What month was that? Was the first you mean the first week in September? Uh, yeah, for sure. Always. And you kept it a secret, huh? He's going to file this away. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know where I lie. So we're clear. So we're clear. Oh, <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> All right. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, are we going to do a trailer? What do we What do we do first? Uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's do the trailer, and then we'll ask Will what he was thinking kicking this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the good go. thing, I want to know. Yeah, it was great. Will, I'm glad you did. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> oh yeah, that synth. Matthew Broderick. A pickpocket who thought that anything was better than prison. Little did he know what he'd escaped from wasn't half as strange or frightening as what he'd stumbled into. I do not believe what I believe, Lord. These are magical, unexplainable matters, and I beg you not to make me a part of them. The knight who had saved him wanted only two things to free his lover, and to take his revenge. I have waited almost two years for a sign from God. Sir, the truth is I talk to God all the time. And no offense, but he never mentioned you. The pickpocket was the key to his plan. But would you send a thief to guard your treasure? He was the last one in the world to act like a hero. It just happened by itself, and he was drawn into a magical, romantic adventure. Matthew Broderick, Michelle Pfeiffer, Rutger Hauer, Lady Hawk. Awesome. Well, what's your history with Lady Hawk? Uh, it's just a movie we watched as kids. That's it. <laughs> um, you guys voted this, remember? Not my fault. Uh, like you remember um, it finally I w- as a kid? How many times did, would you have yeah. seen Lady Hawk? You know, we we had a uh, we VHS all the TV shows, and so we had our like go to one hundred movies that we just cycled through a million times, and this was one of them. Nice. Fast yeah, forward to the commercials. Have that? Yeah, yeah, fast forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My grandparents would tape things on the TV and then they would give us the VHS. So we'd have a bunch of those. <laughs> That's great. I, 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 we, have, we had one too many videos that we really liked that uh, my parents would try to pause it for the commercials but forgot to unpause it so there's like huge stretches of movie just like missing so I, i'll watch it like on i'll stream it now and it's like i don't remember that part all right so will's gonna give us like a paragraph synopsis of the plot like all right or like a, what you can remember or yeah, also yeah, so like when was the last time you saw this like how long has it been like uh 10 minutes ago Oh, I mean, before, yes. Before <laughs> 20 years before club. that. It was probably 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to see, like, if it still was the same for me, like, 
because mm-hmm. I remember it being a good movie. Um, yeah, I still like it. I like it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's it's different, but uh, man, I love it. <laughs> um, synopsis. So yeah, you got this comic relief Matthew Broderick as uh, an escaped criminal. He gets uh, saved Mouse. by Mouse. Yep. He gets saved by Navarre, who is a who's the ex-captain of the guard. Uh, he got kicked out because he was in love with the same girl that the uh, what is it? Uh, the bishop. The bishop. Yeah, the, the bishop liked. And so the bishop cursed him and the girl to be uh, she's Isabeau. a hawk by day. Isabeau. She's a hawk by day and he's a wolf by night so they can never see each other. And so the story's about them becoming uncursed and Navarre dealing with his desire for revenge. And it's kind of a redemption story for Mouse and a redemption story for that one monk. And uh, they end up happily ever after because of an eclipse. Yep, an eclipse. Yeah. Great. Favorite scenes? Favorite parts? Um, I just love all of the, uh, the the conversations that Mouse has with himself and with God. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole movie. I was telling, I was asking Rachel like how this movie would be without Matthew Broderick, and so boring is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think that Dutch actor could hold a movie with like his what was his name Rutger Hauer. I mean, he's yeah. good and like Blade Runner and is a bad guy. Oh, yeah, he, he looks like Runner. a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the rep- main replicant bad guy. That's right. Oh, you know who else is in another movie that I didn't realize? The Hunter. Do you Alfred recognize Molina? the Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's mm-hmm. famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize that. With all the wolves. Yeah. That was him? I didn't realize. That's crazy. Yeah. I like yeah. how they build him up to be like this big bad in it and then like two minutes later over. Yeah. <laughs> in front of each other. Doc Ock. Yeah. So he's in Raiders of the Lost Ark too at the very beginning for like two seconds. He's just oh, a really? throwaway character. Yeah, he like dies right away. Huh. Well, he runs away and then they like find his body with like spikes through his head, which I didn't remember when we showed our kids <laughs> that movie. How, <laughs> how does Raiders how does Raiders start? Um is that when they're like in, mo- in the desert? The, they're it, on the boat? No, no, they're they're in the jungle and yeah. he's gotta like Oh got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of Last Crusade. The booby trapped cave. Boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boulder. Oh yeah. The boulder run. And then Michelle Pfeiffer had like two lines the whole movie. <laughs> Didn't say anything. But I liked her 80s haircut though. Yeah. She's yeah, maybe he, the best the actor very in the end. movie, but they didn't give her a lot to work with. Uh-huh. At the very end, uh, he's like, oh, you got a haircut. <laughs> That's what he says to her. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say the end was like her defining moment of the whole movie <laughs> when she's um, throwing her arms back and, and spinning in circles. Really awesome. 
it was the most awkward, like throwing your arms back and leaning back while you're spinning around in a circle. Surrounded by people. Yeah. Yeah. Surrounded by people. And some of them are dead. Some of them are dead and no one cares about that. All right. (laughs) Back to the start. Matthew Broderick, just talking to himself. So good. Yeah. He's, he seemed out of place though. He seemed like Ferris Bueller in, I mean, sometimes he was trying to talk in an accent and then most of the times he wasn't. Uh-huh. I and noticed like, that uh, Navarre wasn't either. Right. Navarre had like a Dutch accent. So he, I mean, Oh, he was he doing his own thing. Cause he, he wasn't, he's not American. So he's, yeah, he's doing his own thing. And Michelle Let's Pfeiffer do- was just straight American. Close to the end of the movie, I, I realized that Matthew Broderick's character is Philippe Gaston. So I'm like, oh, he's French. That's why he's not doing a, a British accent. But he wasn't doing a French accent either. No. So no <laughs> excuses. Yeah. Oh, that's like Hermione and, and Beauty and the Beast supposed to be in provincial France and just having a straight English accent. And it's accepted. I I mean, I was looking at this. I'm like, oh, Maybe this was like the inspiration of having Kevin Costner as Robin Hood. And a couple years later, it's like, well, we can have like medieval Europe and just put Americans in there as a straight American accents. And it's fine. <laughs> they did it in Lady Hawk. No one noticed this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we talk about the music? <laughs> Can you play some? Did you like? Did anybody like download this music and have it as their ringtones now? I want to listen to it. Well, I I listen to Alan Parsons all the time. I love mm-hmm. that music. Yeah, Alan Parsons is great. Yeah, he's great. Is a great uh, Edgar Allan Poe album. Very fitting for this month. If you like synth Halloween music. Oh, sweet! I'm gonna write that down in a note. <laughs> um, I think that's what made the movie like cool for me is I, I don't know I love the synth um, fantasy vibe um, legend was another option that we had it also has really cool synth music I don't know I feel like it fits for me I've been on a real 80s kick for movies like I went to the library and I and I rented um, Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. I wanted to see some classic John Carpenter movies. And John Carpenter does that same type of synth 80s sound. It's just like simple and it's awesome. And I yeah. loved it. Well, it's kind of different because back then synths were new. And I guess by the 80s, they'd figured it out a little bit more. But um most of the time they were trying to make synths sound like something else. Like the composition was, okay, let's make like a classical regular composition, but we'll put synthesizers in place of the other instruments instead of letting it be its own thing. And then on top of that, they were just like so limited by the technology. Like now you would do all that in a computer and you have like infinite processing power and you can do whatever you want. But back then it's like a room full of equipment that they're like programming by hand. And it's just like, so involved. It's crazy that they could like even make that music at all. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, actually uh, I just remembered that um, about this time, Alan Parsons visited BYU 
to talk to the uh, recording um, program because BYU actually had one of the first programs uh, for sound recording. And my dad was in it at the time. And he said that Alan Parsons was um, so impressed with what they had put together for the program that they stayed for a week or two and like helped them out with uh, figuring out how to do sound recording and synthesizer junk. So that was kind of a cool thing for my dad. I like it. Yeah. All right, Carrie, Jessica, any major thoughts or takeaways, favorite scenes? Gonna go first, Jessica. Well, the very first time you see Matthew Broderick, it's his hand coming out of the muddy wall. And I had just watched a video on Facebook that deeply traumatized me. And it reminded me very <laughs> strongly of that. And I would like to share this video with you guys. Which I know, ah, screen sharing is disabled. Hey, enabled, sorry. I know this is a podcast. I'll describe the video after I show it. I don't think anybody's going to listen. <laughs> just a moment. <laughs> uh, which window am I sharing on this one? Okay, can you guys see this? Wait. Yeah. Okay. Is there sound? Is it sharing sound? What? No. <laughs> it is not. What is going on? You don't need sound. It's just a bunch of ladies standing around saying, what is that? What is, is it trying to get out? Like a raccoon or an opossum or something? Do you ever find out? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is it's it underwater? It's this little raccoon hand sticking out of this crack in a sidewalk covered in mud and that's what i thought of as soon as i saw it they did eventually get the raccoon out they actually pulled two raccoons out of the sidewalk wow. oh my gosh um <laughs> i did not finish the movie <laughs> <laughs> for a variety of reasons mostly because i had other stuff going on but, how far um, did you get where did you end that up? scene right there <laughs> yeah, that was it, you guys. No, I got like uh, 30 minutes in. So not super far, but a quarter of the way. My other observations are the thing that Will said he liked, the narration. That's actually the thing that bothered me most. Did this come out <laughs> after Ferris Bueller? It so came out before. before. It is before. That's interesting because it feels very Ferris Bueller-y, right? So yeah. I was like, maybe they're trying to just do like fantasy Ferris Bueller, but that's that's interesting knowing that this was the first movie. Um, what else? Matthew Broderick looks like a tiny daunt child and I still love him. So and War Games came out in 83. Okay. And then Lady Hawk was 85 and okay. Ferris Bueller was 86. Wow. Yeah. Um, Lion King was 94. <laughs> was he in Lion King? He's Simba. Yes? He's adult Simba. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Um, that's what do you mean? Blowing my mind. He's, he, that's, he's famously adult. It's JTT as Young Simba. Obviously and... not famously if multiple people <laughs> here 
If you watch it, you will hear nasally Matthew Broderick and it's unmistakable Matthew Broderick as adult Simba. I'm excited to rewatch it. That can be our next one. Ooh, classic Lion King. Oh, by the way, who is the next one? Uh, Sean, I I guess. I think it's me. Better have one ready. Sean came prepared. Oh, good. I've been, yeah, I've been. Remember, he was out doing the, it, the so. unedited or, yeah, the unrated movie? Uh huh. No, not that. <laughs> For Mare <laughs> and Karen. No more dongs, please. <laughs> well, after that, no anything's dongs. on the table, right? <laughs> so, how far did you get, Jessica? Where, where About 30 start? minutes in. My other observation, mm. the only other thing that really stood out to me is the costume design for like, what is supposed to be a very dirty time. Everyone in this movie looks impeccably clean. Their clothes are perfect. They look like they just picked them up at the dry cleaners. And I feel yeah, like that's true. The costume design could have been a little more true to the fake time where this movie is taking place. And that's all I have to say. And I think it was an 80s thing <clears throat> to have like non-warm clothes in an alpine snow scene. And it makes me so cold. Like, I just think of Mad Mardigan running around in the snow, like out of the tent without any like warm clothes on. And the same thing with Matthew Broderick is hiking through the snow with just like his prison clothes. It's so uncomfortable. I hate yeah. that so much. I just get cold by uh, just thinking about it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like secondhand embarrassment, but it's like secondhand cold. <laughs> and Navarre naked rolling in the snow yeah. while he's yelling. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man all right carrie what were your thoughts um so yeah i agree that matthew broderick's character felt anachronistic in it like he just like an 80s kid shoved into a period piece i guess fantasy um so i kind of went back and forth between like enjoying his character and being distracted by it as well um you love to hate it what you love to hate it i wouldn't say that i i more ambivalence towards him um i was really excited to see the guy that played the monk that helped him at the end i don't know if anyone's ever seen this show but there's like an old bbc law show called rumple of the bailey that he starred in that my family grew up watching so it's just really fun seeing him and Kind of a similar character, like grumpy, but smart and trying to help. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think I liked Rudger Howard's character more than you, and I thought he had more screen presence than maybe you thought he did. He had some charm. Um, he's very stoic, but yeah, I thought he was charming. Um, I found the music to be, like, I wanted it to be edited I guess a little bit more like polished a little more because I I like synthesizers and I like kind of music that doesn't exactly match but it matches for that reason if that I don't know if I'm making any sense but it just maybe we had the music up too loud and like the what is that Sean the compression or the music's like way louder than the um the dialogue so we were like I did notice I noticed that like some of the the uh, songs like ended abruptly, 
just to fit like the action or something like that. It mm-hmm. seemed like it didn't fit. Yeah. So we were constantly like um, raising the volume during the dialogue and then putting it way back down during the music parts to it. But I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a corny 80s fantasy film, but I like those kind of movies. I love all things 80s. So it was enjoyable for me. And we watched it with the kids who I asked before the podcast what they thought. And they both just told me that they hated it. They didn't have any comments. And I talk about this probably on every podcast, but Peter hates movies and he just gets scared by things that aren't even scary. So the whole time he was just, I don't want to watch this. And hiding under the blanket. Yeah. And talking over the movie. So it probably would have been a, a better viewing experience if we just watched it without the kids, but. Petition for Phoebe and Peter to join the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They'll have some pretty strong opinions to share. Good. (laughs) You can watch Godzilla next time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's it for me. Why did they dig the pit in the snow and make that trap? I think it was to trap Rudger Hauer's character so they can go save him and prevent him from killing the bishop at least that's my understanding of that was just to prevent him from killing the bishop the next day i I thought i thought they needed him to delay a day so that he would be there during the eclipse because the monk god had shown it to him so i thought that was the whole point of the trap but then the wolf falls in the ice on the way to the trap and so i guess that delayed them and And then they just forget about it well, then they yeah. go warm up in the tr- in the trap. Mm-hmm. Like they go sleep in the trap, and then like the day comes, and it was the worst like special effects transformation from like human to wolf I've ever seen. I zoom in. I zoom in, oh, and I'm like, "This is twenty million dollars in 1985." <laughs> <laughs> and then the castle when they went to go get that priest's. And it was like full of hijinks and traps and things like that. So I think that's where Home Alone got its um, <laughs> its inspiration. This has been an inspiration for a lot of different movies. That's what I'm going to say. Inspired Prince of Thieves to put an American as the lead. And inspired Ferris Home Alone. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> to have like breaking the fourth wall, talking <laughs> narration. Exposition. <laughs> uh, one thing that bothered me though is it felt like they never had clothes prepared for um, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Like they were always stealing clothes for her. Like I can understand that one part where she got shot with the arrow. Oh, but she was a hawk during that part. So it's kind of like how did they sur- how did they survive for two years before uh, Mouse came around? Who knows what they were doing? Yeah. Well, hold on. There's that one scene where where the guy like holds, I think, some clothes and like he like, oh, I miss the smell or whatever. And then they get distracted. So there's clearly clothes, but evidently not half the time. I don't know. Maybe Mouse just really likes stealing clothes. <laughs> he stole it clothes wasn't a necessity. so many times. Compulsion. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Here's the question: When they transform, uh huh, what happens to the clothes? Does it does uh, like 
I, does it like drop right there? They well, didn't have the budget like, to answer that so question. Long. Yeah, eyeballs. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what'd you say, Carrie? Oh, you see Navarre like shed his clothes and then turn into a wolf. Oh yeah. Like yeah. maybe in theory it's like kept in a place that he'll remember the next day. Isn't it a little too convenient <laughs> that the guy is always able to find his clothes? <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, where's my clothes? Every time? Come on. That's ridiculous. Uh, speaking of clothes, Jason, I, I didn't see the nips you mentioned. <laughs> There's no nips. <laughs> no. I, I, yes, well, I rewound it like five times. Wow, I well, nips. You were really... <laughs> You were really searching for that. I was trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> I even brought Michelle in and said, hey, are these nips? <laughs> I need a specialist. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Rachel, you want to give some thoughts and then Sean and then uh, Jason can get to his notes. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was like favorite scene, favorite character. Oh, favorite scene. I think I liked that wolf trapping scene, even though it was like disgusting when the guy got caught in the trap, but it was like one of the only things that happened in the movie. Oh yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I missed some things cause I kind of sat on my phone. Yeah, you had the, the dual screen experience the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, the, the best part was, oh, so the, the priest was telling the story, the background, like what the love story and what happened and the curse and everything like that. And it went on for like 10 minutes of him just talking. And I'm like, oh, this is a great example of tell, don't show. Well, I mean, why didn't they just like do a flashback and show like Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> I don't know. And it was just him talking in this broke down castle. And uh, Rachel looks up and she's like, so what just happened? <laughs> like 15 minutes of him just telling the story. <laughs> so what's the story? And I'm like, nope, you're not getting it. I'm not, I'm not telling you the premise of the movie. <laughs> um, I, I, I think there could have been more characters, maybe. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you liked it when they went to go fight the wolf catcher. He had a bunch yeah, of traps. Yeah. He had a bunch of traps spread around. Uh, wolf got caught, and we're thinking that it's misdirection. Mister, mm-hmm. we thought we thought it was him, but it wasn't. And then the yeah. wolf catcher just gets caught in a trap and dies. Right? Yeah. I mean, everybody dies really conveniently for them. Oh, the longest sword fight at the very end, though. Holy cow! Yeah. They could have, they could have choreographed that a little bit better. I'm sure Will and his Evermore people could have choreographed a better sword <laughs> fight than that one at the end. I like oh, and then Matthew Broderick comes in with a big sword, fight. and instead of going into the fight, he stands on the side and then just roll, <laughs> throws the sword out to him, and it didn't help him at all. They don't use. <laughs> they don't use it. Charger. <laughs> Yeah, it had a little bit of like Princess Bride vibes. 
and I wanted to see like ROUSs or something. I don't know. <laughs> More action that was uh, not just like the bad guys just dying. I don't know. It was good. It, it was <laughs> for what it was. It was. It was, a, it was actually. I would say it was really good. I like for what it was a lot too. Thank I think you. didn't you like the music, Rachel? Yeah, I think I like the music. When you think about it, it's like um, having Matthew Broderick and that music is is so quintessential eighties, right? Or ninety early nineties. Oh, eighty five. They wanted to make it campy in a good way yeah. and i think they succeeded they didn't yeah, they didn't take themselves so. overly seriously i mean Did putting matthew broderick as to make it campy they succeeded in making it campy <laughs> i'm just questioning you seem to think it was intentional yeah <laughs> it's the same director as goonies goonies is is it the, if you're gonna put synthesizers from the 80s and matthew broderick uh talking or cracking jokes and like as a teen they're not taking themselves overly seriously at that point yeah i agree and but then michelle pfeiffer and uh rutger hauer are just playing so straight so maybe yeah. they thought they were in a different movie to, did they want to make it more for adults than for kids because other uh, other movies he did sound like they're more for kids yeah, who's this for? It's for William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's for the Atkinson family in, in the early 90s on a VHS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Sean, you got any thoughts? I'm just thinking about whether or not it was intentionally campy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like I agree that they didn't take themselves too seriously, but I think they just also hit so many 80s tropes that it feels way campier now than anything they intended for it. Here's what I think. Somebody came up with, like, the main story, the Rucker Howard Michelle Pfeiffer story, and then this Goonies director got a hold of it and was like, we got to make this more appealing to a broader audience. Let's add a character you know, they heard Rachel's idea that it needed more characters and they added that <laughs> and that's why there's this mismatch, right? He's like there to soften this very straight story. And is it intentionally campy? I don't think so. Is it meant to be appealing? Yes. Do I feel like it's successful? I don't know. I can't decide. <laughs> Is it like what's the uh, what's the popular consensus now? Is this like a beloved cult movie, or is this just like a forgotten eighties, uh, whatever staple? I don't know about staple, just like a hidden gem. Yeah, I had never heard of it before last movie club, so I know that's yeah, I... just an anecdote and not data. But I saw it as a kid, like Will, and I, I think I've seen it a couple times. Um, I don't, I'm, I think I remember seeing it at a sleepover. And so it was like watching it with my friend's family. 
of when I was like maybe 10 or early, probably younger than that, because I would have remembered it more. So I don't know. I, say, I, I remember seeing it, though. Seven out of 10 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, 68 for critics, 74 for audience. So did anybody do a deep dive on this type of movie or any extra research? We watched Ferris Bueller like a month ago before William chose the movie. So I don't know if that counts. It does. <laughs> it does. Oh, and then how evil the bishop was. And he had a throwaway line about increasing the taxes and, and throwing everyone in jail that couldn't do taxes or whatever. I'm like, oh, there's another inspiration of Prince of Thieves, like, or just like it's a Robin Hood trope, but still an evil, religious, overly zealous, like super pious, but then like desperately in like lusting over Michelle Pfeiffer and then over the top evil of killing like everybody. It was great. <laughs> and at the very end, he has a staff and the staff happens to have a knife at the end. And he's just standing there like, oh, that was that was kind of frustrating. He just stood there forever. He just stood there forever. And like Rutger Hauer's walking up and all these people are just watching. And then just one person's fighting. And then at the very, very end, didn't he like throw a sword? for? How did he know it was the javelin through the bishop at the end, wasn't it? No, it was, it was, the, it was the big sword. It was the sword? Broderick brought. Oh, it finally got used. Yeah. There there were a lot of weird scenes like that in the fights. Like when they were on horses, a guy would ride up to him on a horse and raise the sword and kind of just wait to get hit. (laughs) Like they they were really trying to hurt him and you could tell. It was so good. Like he had superpowers where he'd like, yeah, like he'd raise up the sword and then the guy, the Rucker Howard would just punch him in the face or just knock the, knock the sword out of his hand. (laughs) I loved it. Uh, The Bishop was also in war games fyi really so my main thoughts i had not seen it before um but it still hit a lot of like nostalgia for me like it just feels like watching any of those 80s movies and i don't know that like it's a movie that i like but i enjoyed watching it because of that if that makes sense um so yeah there's just something about like fantasy movies from the 80s that like I don't know, feels like childhood. Um, and probably my, my favorite part of the movie and the reason I had to pull out my phone during it was the, um, the landscapes were really, really pretty and they had some really good shots and I had to figure out that it was filmed in Italy. And so now I want to go to Italy and visit all the, the Lady Hawk filming locations. <laughs> A Lady Hawk tour would be awesome. That would be so awesome. <laughs> So that's why they're all like in the so that's like the Alps there in the, all the mountainous snow areas and then down in the castles and stuff. I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> I pulled out my phone and typed in like the fictional city of where the bishop lived, and it didn't come up. So Aquila. Yeah, IMDb says that that's Latin for eagle, so it's all falcon hawk related. Maybe they, all... yeah, maybe they had like the serious Lady Hawk movie, like Jessica was saying, and they had like these serious actors and little dialogue, and then they had some studio notes, and the director brought in more characters and quippy lines. And what the movie needs is Matthew Broderick. 
Yeah. And a John Williams score. And they're like, no, it's too serious. We need to put some Alan Parsons in there, (laughs) (laughs) which was awesome. All right. Will, any other thoughts before we get to mayor's notes? Um, Hey, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene. I don't know. Um, I like him escaping. That's cool. Hey, what's up with that lady? Um, in the woods that's like screaming when they show up <laughs> i forgot about those guys yeah. yeah what's up with those guys and he comes out with like an axe and he's just ready to kill people and then he just... yeah <laughs> and he was, they... kill... he was gonna kill mouse yeah i think how it was because they... he was mouse was waving his money around right like i guess how do they survive for two years like they were so inept on everything. I mean, oh, it's great. Wait, two years? Yeah, it was two years. They were living as a wolf and hawk. Oh, okay. I got you. Where were they? Never said. The lady screaming in the in that dirty. That, I mean, that was a filthy village. And Jessica's right. Everyone had like white, pristine clothes. What do you think oh, about? I- Mouse and Michelle Pfeiffer dancing. That was a fun little romance scene. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) They're just really spinning around. Really out of place. There's a lot of spinning around. I remember my favorite scene. Um, It's the very first scene. He comes out of the dirt and he says, uh, not unlike coming out of the mother's womb, God, the memories. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) you can't tell me that full frontal male nudity is worse than that dialogue (laughs) yeah mr beebs nothing nothing's worse than that it's the best 10 minutes of mr beebs running around (laughs) getting out of the pool (laughs) that's gross all right, Mayor, what's your notes? Um, all right, well, first off, the music is timeless. And by timeless, I mean very much of a, a time. Of the time. Um, uh, but, Will, you still like, you, you're like way into synth new. Yeah. Synth. I don't know. What is it called? Synth wave. Synth wave. Is that yeah. different from old synth? It's just like a, it's just, the uh yeah it's just an, it's synth with uh new music it's like a revival i like it um some of the music was like pump me up music i don't know it's kind of fun super long intro this is all intro by the way super mm-hmm. long intro mm-hmm. with an angry hawk for some reason Perry started to fast forward the intro and I had to stop her because this is movie club and we don't do that. We don't yeah. do that. You yeah, I was gonna ask, yeah, I was gonna wait until the end of your notes, Mayor. But how does everyone feel about the length of the opening credits? About the what? About the length of the opening credits of that opening. Ridiculously long. Was long. I, I think there's a reason movies stop doing that. I didn't even notice. Oh, I was just in it. I was loving the scene. I I mean, I was like watching it while I was driving to pick up my daughter. So I was like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Get to some dialogue. Uh, yeah, angry hawk. Um, the uh, the bishop with his kiss my thumb thing mm-hmm. he'd do. That was fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of manpower behind one pickpocket. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, Mouse was able to, like, get out of situations and push people like 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 he's like a freaking giant but he's a little guy and he's he's supposed to be diminutive or whatever but he's able to like outfox all these like soldiers or whatnot i thought that was ridiculous oh during Um, that little uh the cafe scene or the outdoor yes yes and then he would just like brag and like hey i got out (laughs) look at me yeah um let's see uh falconry uh clint's reptiles just so happened to have <laughs> yes a video so glad you tied it in you tied in <laughs> clint's reptiles we just so happened to have a video about uh a falcon no i forget which kind anyways um and we talk about falconry and we talk we interviewed the guy uh, we talked to the guy that, that had the falcon and it's purely about like going hey falcon look for meat get the meat and then i'm going to i'm going to or get the mouse or whatever you catch and then they switch meat with the mouse so that a little bit of like ready to go meat and they grab the mouse or whatever it catches so um, this whole time like before they introduce the it's it's the lady isabu whatever uh i was like why the heck is there a felt like what what's a falcon gonna do for him other than like falcons don't go and find out that there's bad guys and then come and say hey there's bad guys up north avoid them they're just falcons well, haven't you ever seen Beastmaster? it doesn't work that way <laughs> that's the whole point of Beastmaster. he can see that with his falcon eyes can is that established in this no. Did when did you find out that the falcon wasn't really just a falcon, that it was enchanted? Uh, it's a. I mean, I don't know when they finally introduced it. Okay. So you didn't come in knowing? No. Oh, I've never seen this movie before. Did you know like the premise? No. Oh, great! I went in blind. Um, okay, was it good? Was... Did you like it? What's what? Can I can I get there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then Matthew Broderick comedy relief for the movie um, is is like went through some like weird village area like in camp campment or whatever and he distracts people or whatever and then he, he tells the kids to look somewhere else and he grabs the shoes and then the kid's like he's taking daddy's shoes <laughs> like this ridiculous <laughs> fake child over like a dubbed over voice it was it was ridiculous um every getaway scene was ridiculous um it felt like three stooges a lot like a lot of antics like a lot of hijinks hijinks and like oh i'm gonna hit you in the head and you're gonna fall over and faint and and then i can get away or whatever um Okay. What do you think it's, about the capes? Did you like his cape? That was fantastic. All right. 
the I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I thought the horse got shot in the side with an I'm arrow. Pretty, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Karen said maybe it got the saddlebag. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure he got shot like in the chest. Uh huh. Yeah. And just like brushed it off, evidently, because yeah, he was really man. He pulled it out. Yeah, and then he was cool. Yeah, I think he has, has superpowers because that's how flesh wounds work. And then, and then, uh, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer gets shot. Um, so everybody gets shot up. And then, then they go to the castle, right? And I don't know if you guys, there's, this really bugged me. I don't know if you noticed. There's like 10 fires going on in that castle at the same time. The abandoned castle? I noticed. Yes. There's like 10 fires. Yeah, I, was, I was imagining him lighting them all. <laughs> you know what I was imagining? Him go that one old father, whatever, yeah, going priest. to get the wood every freaking day for 10 fires. There's no way. No, that's ridiculous. On the trapdoor drawbridge. Yep. Um okay, then there's the scene where uh uh mouse is holding her as she's about to fall. Mind you, she just got shot right here and he's there she's hanging by said arm i thought that was ridiculous well they're both superheroes or superpowers since they have no that's why she fell that's why she fell because uh she got shot in that arm what do you mean that's why she She fell hold on yeah she fell and then turned into eventually eventually fell but come on like that would be excruciating and, it was. and re reopen yeah, the wound. Was. She be, was a good actor, and I knew that she was like in pain, gushing blood everywhere. Like, well, she had striking features, Michelle Pfeiffer. She kind of looked hawk-like with her like strong cheekbones. That's all. Um, somewhere around this point, I made the note that huh, Matthew Broderick's annoying. Like at, at right around this point it wore off and i'm like okay this is just annoying now i didn't like him anymore after that um uh goliath the uh the horse with the the prancing gate yeah that yeah. bugs me that I'm bugged like, me too okay so it's it, the the captain of the guards horse and it's like a shore horse yeah okay yeah um, even with it running, like it was running with a weird uh-huh. gait. It was, it, I don't like that. Um, I didn't either. It wasn't realistic, right, Mayor? Yes. That's Which what we're looking this movie for. Is but it's like a big draft horse, right? And it's doing like steppy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so like, here's the thing. Dressage was developed in the Middle Ages. Let's hear it, Jessica. As- <laughs> I want, I want to know the history of dressage. Go for it. I mean, I haven't read up on it recently, but it's <laughs> a medieval thing. And it came from like knights taking their gigantic draft horses into battle. So like it might be their one attempt to be kind what? of true to the era. Touche. Why would, why would they why would that be a thing for battle? That would be like I, I get for like marching and parading it before battle. But not in battle. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Oh, hey, I was wrong. Dressage dates back to classical Greek horsemanship. Oh. 
And they and were in Italy. So. I just said, just take that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I'll edit it. As long as we talk about like some drama from Q Hall <laughs> with like uh, Sarah Lynn and, and Ronnie, we can bring that up some more. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that episode. until the cows come home. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's that fight scene. The, the end fight scene that goes on forever and like yep. all the monks are just like watching this thing go down love it and and then i'm gonna i'm gonna skip forward a little further uh they they just watched their bishop get mm-hmm. impaled and then they then they surround uh the captain and michelle pfeiffer doing their Oh, you missed the part where uh, Ferris Bueller or Matthew Broderick and the priest got so excited and Matthew Broderick gave him a big kiss on the cheek and it was great. That was cute. That was cute. Yeah. That was like, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like these two on the sidelines, just like jumping together and being all excited. <laughs> they were invested. <laughs> that was great. Um, so that the whole monk scene was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, uh, the eclipse! Did that? Did the did the light need to shine through, or was him ridiculously overthrowing the helmet or whatever through the stained glass? Was that just to like, oh, that's what they meant? Like, it wasn't clear on how it was gonna break the curse and what really needed to happen. Because all it was is he just yelled, "Look at me! Look at me!" And he just very dramatic and i'm like is that is it broken now like how do we know like yeah is that it is that how this works is that are they done (laughs) okay um and then oh i didn't write this oh no i did just kidding um (laughs) the whole like okay if if the bell tolls Uh kill kill my wife like Like yeah. as a bird, you're gonna you're not even gonna ask her for her opinion. Yeah, you're just gonna kill her. That was weird. That was yeah terrible. I think they needed more stakes. I think that was like a director's note. It's like, well, what's the stakes here? Well, let's have the priest kill the Isabeau. <laughs> Why? Um, because she would live alone, and she doesn't want to live alone. She can't like live without this guy. <laughs> if this guy dies, she's got to die. Because what's die the too. point? What's the point of life without this guy? This is a Romeo and Juliet thing. Let's do yeah. this. Got to do it. They're old. They're like 40 each. <laughs> oh, she was probably, what, 25 and he was like 40? I don't know. We can figure it out. Michelle Pfeiffer, birthday. He was 26 in that movie and he was 41, I think. Holy cow. Wow. She's always looked older. And now she looks younger than probably what she is in real life. Yeah. Way to go, Michelle Pfeiffer. She just doesn't age. Like no matter. <laughs> it's just she's just that one. She's age always been forever. forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, should, we should start doing filmographies on uh, movie club and just like watch all Michelle Pfeiffer movies. That's right. Starting from the start. No. Okay. Um, It'll just be my side project by yeah. myself. Uh, the uh, slow motion death scene that was 
that was some that probably cost him a lot of money back then. I don't know. Oh, the bishop? No, it was the uh, the other captain, the rival captain. Did he die in slow mo? Yeah, that was, was bored. very eighties. I was very bored at that part. That was the fight just kept going. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then <laughs> at the very end, uh, when I guess the curse is broken or something. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer throws something at the bishop. Did you guys catch what that was? No. Oh, her yeah. tassels, the yeah. falcon. It was, mm-hmm. it was the the falconry uh, leather straps. Or yeah, I thought that was funny. Huh. Um. So she just carries those around like all the, all the time. <laughs> that, what, that, just but, in case, but, but her clothes disappear. So there's that. <laughs> but but the straps stay on her at all times. <laughs> I thought that was good when they're bringing the wolf into the city and the one uh, gate guard wanted to kill the wolf. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, but the bishop wanted to kill him. And I'm sure he's a he's a for- forgiving guy. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's a good way to get in. Uh, what was like kind of the point of Matthew Broderick was that he could get in and out of the city. But not yeah. really like how did he knows. Okay, all all the captain guy knows is that yep. he got out. Yeah. He doesn't know that he can get into the chapel, but he still but somehow that's part that it's well, a they package. Need, yeah, he needed to get into the chapel somehow to unlock the door from the inside. But how did how did the captain know that Matthew Broderick was aware of this? Like Oh, because his... remember Matthew Broderick had his hands. Oh no, I know Matthew. Grate. I know Matthew Broderick is aware of it, but it is not discussed. The captain has no idea that that's a thing. And well, he it was off up. camera. Off camera is like Matthew Broderick's going through the story of like, and then I like busted out through like, and, and then this, I got, my fingers got stepped on. I stepped on and I was like looking up and there's like priests and monks up there. And then I fell into the sewer with my mouth open. <laughs> that's all in the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Broderick's just telling the story. <laughs> the story of, of how he escaped from jail. He's like, so wait a second. You were you had your fingers in the chapel through the grate. Can you get back there? And Matthew's like, yeah, I can go back through the hole that I fell out of into the water. Like, how did he get back up into that hole? Yeah. Um, and Love it looked it. like he was picking at it. Like there's a lock there. I didn't understand. I think maybe it was just cemented in. So he was trying to pick out the mm. cement that kept it in place i'll buy that i'll buy that yeah that's probably it (laughs) (laughs) um that's that's it my last note is and this is a direct quote from karen it wasn't boring (laughs) (laughs) i think it was half an hour too long it could have been a a 90 minute movie movie. Mm -hmm. 201 one thing, though, that I wish they would have added was like the bishop, like showing the bishop making that deal with the devil or like even yeah. acknowledging that at the end to say the bishop is a bad guy. And you shouldn't follow him. And this is why, like, there should have been some sort of confession or like. Yeah. So the priest yeah, know, or yeah. all those monks know how to like would follow the priest that was exiled or whatever, rather than following the bishop. Yeah, that's I mean, when the priest is doing his big old story and it was just telling mm-hmm. it would have been great to do some show 
show the bishop and the devil making this and show how they did the curse and show how they were in love before and show how the bishop was envious. It would have been easy to do that rather than like focus on the horse doing his chopping legs. And with so much, like so much dialogue explaining it, it's kind of shocking that they don't have like clear rules for like, this is what you need to do to break the curse. Uh Like none of us really understood what exactly made the curse stop. Well, yeah. Yeah. And the the fact that the end where it had to be said, the curse is broken and you're still not sure if like it is or not. Like it just felt, yeah, very anticlimactic to to do it that way. What was the deal? Like you have to, uh, confront him together like together. that was like that was it needed to like lay eyes on both of them in human form at the same time or something I, I felt like it something was said but said very quickly in passing I don't know yeah maybe yeah. there wasn't but all right um, I'm glad that you guys are confused about that too so it wasn't just me missing it as I was <laughs> Paying too much attention to my phone. I didn't want to ask Chad about it. So it'll just remain a mystery to me. But apparently it really is a mystery. It was. I mean, I was holding my son down the whole time because he kept trying to escape. So I was also likewise distracted. Okay, here's another thing. The when when they transform to their creatures, um, Somehow yeah. they know to come back together. I mean, like they're animals, but they're mm-hmm. not. They know that there's like something innate in them that they know. Well, they don't have any memories, but yeah, something in their wolf and falcon form is I gotta drawn, hang out with that. Drawn to the other person, but they don't yeah. really know why when they're not. It's just like But then like the wolf is like gone half the time Michelle Pfeiffer's around, right? Like, but then the hawks always there like that's kind of weird and well i mean wolf, that's the wolf that's how knows men and women creep, act right the wolf knows to kill the creepy villager and not mouse so yes. i don't know if he has like a special bond with mouse too and yeah. to avoid the wolf traps hmm. um they're magic there you go well i think we all liked it and like to nitpick at it at the same time yeah, I'm right there with you. It was <laughs> <laughs> it hit the '80s nostalgia buttons of that type of movie. Like when I went to go get uh, the '80s movie that I've been watching, the John Carpenter's and things. Like Rachel's like, "How can you watch these movies? Like, they're just '80s movies." And I'm like, "I love it. This is this is my jam. I can watch Big Trouble in Little China, Jack Burton." Yeah on the CB radio with his cool tank top mm-hmm. and weird monsters out of nowhere. And Jack Burton, just everything he does, everything he does is a failure. And all these, like the side characters are the, are the ones that get things done. He shoots his gun and the cement falls on him and he's unconscious for the whole fight scene. And then he wakes up. He's like, all right, we won. <laughs> so good. But yeah. It will be interesting to see where this goes. Cause I'm, I mean, remember when we watched like a new movie, I think the only new movie that we saw were a couple of them was like knives out was a new one. Leave no trace was a new one. 
Manasha, Manasha, I don't even remember how you say it. Manasha. How new was that? Was that a couple years or was that what year was that? I don't remember. It was pretty new. Pretty new. But a lot of them have been. Did we do Murder on the Orient Express? No. It was 2017. No, we haven't done that one there. But I don't know. Maybe we should do like some. Uh, well, I don't know. We can do whatever is picked. Whatever Sean wants to do. Whatever Sean wants. And then who's quit, after Sean? Is Mayor after Sean? Quit trying to influence Sean's vote. I'm not. I'm, I'm just. I'm stay. I'm fine with staying in '80s genre. We can I watch Willow after this. Next. Watch Goonies after this. Watch. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to do the old Dune movie in preparation. Oh, that's what I watched. I did. Yeah. I got Dune from the library. I <laughs> and I watched it. And oof, oof, oof. <laughs> and the Baron Harkonnen with oh, on his gosh. like flying suspenders, <laughs> suspensers or whatever. I mean, I mean, I hope they do it differently during this movie. And then, like Paul, little... so Paul was walking across the desert with uh, his mom, and Rachel walks in, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's Paul Atreides and his mom." And he's like, "Oh, I thought that was the daughter, and he was the dad." Because <laughs> he's, so, he's so old looking, and she's so young looking. <laughs> Let's talk about Dune, guys. All right, I'm excited. Any, any um, closing thoughts on this movie before we get into uh, Sean picking? Or are there any segments that we missed? So Karen said it wasn't boring. We brought up Clint's reptiles. Uh, where's Paul? Where's Paul? <laughs> oh, what did I send? I sent a thing to the text message group. It was like a picture of like Radiohead. Radio bread. Oh yeah, uh, radio bread. Radio bread. Um and I'm a crap. Yep, I'm a crap. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. Uh what am I doing here? I do not belong here. And uh Paul liked the image. So he actually <laughs> sees the text. <laughs> He's on the group. <laughs> Proof, that's right. <laughs> All right, that's it. Sean, oh yeah, hold on. I'll get this screen capture. Get my face in the screen. I'm going to click. All right, everyone look at the camera. Three, two, one. Well, you just moved the camera so much. All right, let's three, two, one. <laughs> All right, it's good. We're good. All right, Sean, you're up. What do you think? All right, so all of the movies that I like have graphic content or aren't available anywhere online. So I spent forever. This is not a new movie. How did everyone watch this movie? I paid money and notice I didn't even complain about the money that I spent. How I did everyone it for else free watch it? on a website called Hang on, I have to find it again. Amazon Prime. I downloaded a torrent because I'm a bad person. Don't admit to it. <laughs> FreeGreatMovies.com. That's where I watched it. And you just watched it on your phone? Sounds legit. Yeah. 30 minutes? 
it was just the first Google result result, and it actually worked. You're and like, you, how to watch Lady Hawk for free, and it and it showed up with a free movie site. Yeah, I just searched Lady Hawk online. Have Love you it. seen it before, Jessica? Yeah, it's been a very long time though. Okay, are we back to me? Movie, um, yeah. So the movie is don't called... Lim- what we're saying, Sean, oh. is don't limit yourself. Okay. Um, I'm still going to choose this movie and maybe <laughs> okay. next time I'll limit myself less. So this one's called M. It's a German movie from 1931 directed by <laughs> Fritz Lang. Oh, and I watched no. it like... Oh, no. I don't remember, like 15 years ago. And I just remember watching it and like being blown away that a movie that old could be like as good as anything that's come out like currently. That's Peter Laurie. Peter Laurie, yeah. It's fantastic in that. So I haven't seen it for a long time. I don't remember a lot of the details. I just remembered like being totally blown away by how good it was. It's streaming on um, HBO and there's also a streaming service called Canopy that has it that you can probably get for free through your library. So you might have to pay $4 to rent it if you don't have either of those. But it's also like a classic movie. So your library probably has a DVD of it too. Yeah, it's an old yeah. black and white movie. What was it called? M, just the letter M. All right. Yeah, M they got a DVD. Murder. M. German. Great. I can place a hold. Very exciting. Library. Nice. Are you going to go to, have you been to the movie theater recently? Or are you planning, is anybody planning on going to see any new movies? I am excited to see Dune. You going? Yeah. I read it and everything. Yeah. You going to hold hands? You might spoon. <laughs> yeah. I just saw. I'll bring ben a blanket. And... What did you see, Carrie? Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I saw that a couple days ago. How was it? It was really corny and campy. And most of the time, you're like, what am I watching? But it was still a lot of fun at the same time. Perfect movie, basically. <laughs> Let There Be Carnage? Venom. The oh, sequel. Venom, the okay. Venom sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to see The Green Knight a few weeks ago. I'm not sure if we talked about that yet. Did you like it? It's amazing. It's amazing. I loved it. I saw it and I'm trying to decide. I loved a lot of things about it, but I kind of feel like I need to rewatch it because it didn't make a lot of sense, but I kind of feel like it wasn't supposed to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, had you read the source material ever mm-hmm. it feels the same way it's like unsettling it doesn't quite make sense somehow so i think they captured that really well but it's very good highly recommended anybody uh, else just dune in the future when it comes out saw a movie called lamb that was one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, but I loved it. <laughs> you give like a 20 second synopsis because I'm never going to watch it. I need to know what happens. Yeah, what's it's, going on? 
Uh, it's the kind of, so I, I was reading about it online and somebody's comment was, I can either tell you what happens in the movie or tell you I loved it, but I can't tell you both because you won't believe me. Because <laughs> like yeah, the plot no, I is need so spoilers. Stupid. I need to know it's, exactly what it is. It's these, it's this couple. Did you see this in the theater? I did, yeah. Did you it's go like by a yourself? limited release right now. Yeah, that's what I do. I go to movies by myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, uh, no, they're Icelandic, an Icelandic couple that raises sheep. So they're like totally isolated out in the middle of nowhere. They're like no other characters in the movie. And they're an older childless couple. And one of the lambs gives birth to what ends up being a half lamb, half human child that they, you know, they're like, they're heartbroken that they're, you find out later that they had a daughter that died. And so they raise it as their own, like without any question. And um, later on in the movie, the guy's brother shows up and kind of adds a little bit of tension, but nothing really happens. And then at the end of the movie, the, this lamb child's father comes, who is like this monster, half human, half lamb and kills the, um, the man and takes the baby away. And it might sound like I like glazed over a lot of the plot, but that's pretty much all that happens ever in the movie. It's like the slowest movie I've ever seen, but it was so good. And they paint it like this. The trailers make it look like it's this spooky, you know, like uh -huh. a horror movie that's going to be like hereditary or something where it's just full of like ridiculous supernatural stuff. Yeah. But it's just like 90% of the time, it's just like, oh, these beautiful Icelandic landscapes and great cinematography. And he's fixing his tractor now. And then there's this half lamb, half baby. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is the movie I'm watching. So... <laughs> Yeah. So I have to tell you, the trailer for this played when we went to see The Green Knight, and it was the trailer meant to be funny because people were laughing, not in a way that they're laughing at it, but it's like it felt kind of lighthearted and everybody, I think, didn't know what to make of it. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm looking for there, but... <laughs> I started Black Widow on Disney Plus and haven't finished it. That's all. Good story. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody going to see the new James Bond or just wait? I'll probably wait? Yeah, we'll probably go see it. I heard that it's really tied to previous movies, so I should see like Spectre before and like all the the other Daniel Craig's. I was just watching uh, uh, was it like a cram it from all the old movies, and I don't remember any of it. Like mm -hmm. it's it's been so long and it didn't didn't stick. And I, I'm I'm finally catching up on Winter Soldier or Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. and I'm feeling this like they're bringing up characters. I'm like, who is this person? Was this person even important? Why am I supposed to remember this lady? I, who? What is going on? I, My favorite I feel so part lost. of Captain America: Winter Soldier is finding out that the new Captain America is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's kid. Mm. I had no idea. Yeah, he's got famous parents, and he's got like that big jaw, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. That was the best part of that show. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I only watched like four, four episodes. 
like right when he takes like the the shield and like kills that civilian or whatever. I'm like, meh. I'm gonna go watch WandaVision. Oh, sorry, Carrie. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, that's I'm it, guys. Let's go look at the calendar for November. Does your no- November open up after Halloween, Will? Or are you going to be like busy yeah, with Evermore sure. stuff? No, actually, Evermore is closed in November, so it's looking good. I think Anthony said... Does anybody remember the dates that are best for Anthony? Didn't he say, like, not Tuesday and Thursday? I'm gonna I remember him saying after Tuesday. So no, he like said Tuesday Wednesday. or Sunday through Tuesday are the worst. Yeah. So if we can do like a, a Wednesday again, or should we plan a Wednesday? What do you guys think? Yeah, Wednesday's fine. Yeah, they're fine usually. If we do like a Wednesday, maybe when is Thanksgiving? Is that the 18th or the 25th? 25th. So why don't we just do the 17th? Does that work for everyone? Sure. All right, we're going to talk about M, the 1931 Is it German, in German subtitle. It's been so long. I think I think it doesn't have very much dialogue, and I'm having a hard time remembering if it's even silent. I don't think it's silent, but there's not a lot of no, dialogue. Talking, yeah, I think yeah. it's subtitles in German. Pretty, yeah. Should we do a secondary movie like uh, Sharknado? four no i think that's the one i'm on actually i think i only watched the first three so that would work i think one month we did that i watched a shark note and nato and no one else did yeah jason said it as a joke and then you watched it (laughs) um is dune the secondary movie i feel like everybody's gonna be watching that anyway yeah yeah I want to go to the theater and watch Dune. Hey, come on Rachel, up! I don't know if Rachel wants to go with me. <laughs> Dad, come with, come with me and Will. You want me to yeah. go? When are you going? I don't know. When can you make it? We'll make it work. Rachel's going to Hawaii next week, and I've got seven days with the kids. So not next week. Yep. <laughs> I'm not driving up to Utah. Just take them all to Utah again. Like take last them time. All, I'll take them all to Utah. Drop the five kids off with Karen, a pregnant Karen <laughs> with baby Hunter. And, and, me, and me and Jason and Will can go to the movie arm in arm. Sounds fair. <laughs> Deal with this, Karen. <laughs> hey, Paul's potty trained, so we're good to go. Yeah. Henry's a good babysitter. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Hour and a half. Anybody have any last words? <laughs> I move that we adjourn this session of Movie Club. Anybody second? Second. I take it. The eyes have it. See you guys. Oh, Mayor, send me that Bye. copy or send me the recording. Oh. Done. Bye.